Welcome to the Global Wellness HQ family of podcasts. We are your international headquarters for resources and ideas and insight in relation to the nine elements of holistic wellness. Join us as we interview local and international wellness experts and learn how you can implement and improve one element or dimension of wellness at a time. Our experts will share their practical tips on wellness in one of these core areas. Emotional, intellectual, occupational, physical, environmental, financial, spiritual, social, or habitual. We created our family of podcasts as a resource for anyone who is looking to integrate the nine elements of holistic wellness into their daily lives. Welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Cashflow Club. And in this episode, this is uh, the second episode, we're going to jump right in. And we talk a lot about cash flow, and there is a synergy with profit and cash flow. Um, but I want you to understand that profit does not equal cash flow. And that's usually a timing thing. And it's also based on um, you might have expenditures like loan repayments that don't come out of profit, but they definitely come out of cash flow. You might have um, somebody investing in your company or lending your company money. That'll be inbound cash flow, but it's not profit. So one of the things I like to look at in a business is their profitability. And I'm not going to get into detail, detail, detail. We're going to cover these things over time. Um, but basically, I want to break down in a very simplified way what profit is. And for those of you who are familiar with the equation in the real world, profit equals revenue minus expenses. Now, Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, he has a different version um, his version is revenue minus profit equals expenses. And basically the difference is you want to pay your profit first. So if you plan to be profitable, that's going to have an impact. Um, if you haven't read profit first, I highly, highly recommend it. It's one of my must reads. Um, there are several other, we're going to cover some resources. We're going to share these as we go. Um, but Profit First is by far one of my most favorite simple resources. And really, truly, what he teaches you is how to set money aside so that you've got money left at the end of the year to pay your taxes, you're paying yourself during the year. And then from that shrunken pot, you're then paying business expenses. So we're not here to get into the Profit First mindset. I highly recommend it. But today, I want to talk about some ways that you can improve profit and how we're going to cover these in detail as we go forward. Um, so one of the first elements of profit in basically, if you think about business, um, revenue is simply the average number of customers times the average transaction volume times the amount of times they visit you. Um, that's a very rough, it's not an exact calculation, but it's rough. So there are a few things we can do to improve revenue. And under the customer side of things, the, the first two things that come to my mind are we can reduce customer defection. So how do we make sure our customers stay with us longer, they stay more loyal? And the other is we can increase customer acquisition or attraction. So we want to reduce customers leaving us. We want to increase customers coming to us. 
And in the big picture, that means we want to increase referrals. Um, referrals, by the way, are my secret weapon. They're my favorite way to grow a business. If you don't have a referral system, you should. And again, we'll dedicate other episodes to that. But for today, we're talking about profit. So under the customer, we want to have more customers at the end of the year or better customers at the end of the year than we started with. Um, so the first thing is, how do we reduce defection? How do we increase acquisition? The next thing is, how can we increase the transaction frequency? And that's simple things like, how often do they buy from us? Um, what's the average volume? You know, How much are they spending each time they come to us? Um, how many transactions in a period? So how can we increase the way they buy? So if you have a customer who buys once a year, is there a way you could encourage them to buy twice a year? Um, if they buy quarterly, is there a way to increase it to monthly? Um, there's a lot of membership programs around. There's a lot of ways to increase that transaction frequency and the volume of those transactions. And volume is really just what's the average value of a transaction? So can we bundle things? What can we do to get people to spend more? Um, can we add more value to them so they're willing to buy more and buy more frequently? And overall, what we're looking to do is for each one of our customers, we want to focus on increasing their average spend. And by the way, if you don't know what any of these numbers are in your business, stop. Go figure it out because if you don't know how many new customers you're getting, how many customers you lose in a year, how many times these people on average buy from you, how much they spend on average, um, you're guessing at a lot of your business decisions. And so one of the things we do in Cashflow Club is we want to be, um, we see these things that I'm talking about today as levers. And we want to make these levers very easy to manipulate. And the only way you can improve them, um, to quote Peter Drucker, what gets measured gets managed. So we need to know what our numbers are. And if you don't know the numbers that make up the profit in your business, I promise you, this is where you need to start. This is what you need to understand because everything else is just guesswork if you don't know how to figure out how to improve the profitability of your business. Now, once we get to, you know, so that covers the revenue side. Now we're going to talk about expenses and I'm going to oversimplify, but basically there are two types of expenses in a business. There are variable or direct expenses that basically um, you spend the money to fulfill a service or a product. So if you sell a physical good, it's the cost of the goods. Um, it's the shipping the goods to get it into your store. If you provide a service it's the labor you spend to buy, provide the service and basically there's a cost to the revenue so that's usually as a percentage um, but basically we want to find ways this is going to sound counterintuitive to either decrease or increase our variable expenses now, the reason we might want to increase variable expenses is if we can bring in, say, a higher quality employee, have fewer errors, have fewer problems, have better customer service. That way we can increase revenue. So if the revenue increase is higher, that's the path to go. Now, most businesses, they want to start by decreasing the variable expenses. Um, I'm going to tell you, I've never seen anybody cut their way to success, 
But if your business is trying to get through tough times, you need to be able to figure out how you can reduce your expenses. You know, can you use a slightly lower quality product to input? Can you hire slightly less experienced employees? Um, can you go to a piecemeal payroll rather than hourly payroll? Um, there's a lot of ways you can decrease variable expenses. Um, we're going to interview some experts and have them talk about it. And then the second type of expense is the fixed overhead. And basically, those are the expenses that we have, whether we earn a dollar or not. Um, things like, uh, you know, if we have office shop rent, uh, warehouse rent, um, maybe we've got, you know, interest on a mortgage payment. We pay these expenses whether we earn any money that month or not. So one of the things I like to do is I want to always make sure that we've got enough profit in the business always to, first of all, pay the, um, the owner a little bit of a return on their investment, but also to cover the fixed expenses. And usually they're fixed over a period of time. But for example, post-COVID, I see a lot of businesses dropping office space, reducing physical presence. Um, so always look at your overhead and see what do we actually need? What can we reduce? Um, you know, a lot of companies, they'll sell a building and then they'll lease it back. They'll sell equipment, lease it back. Um, it's all about managing that profitability and also the cash flow. And then the final thing, and this is where we have less choice, but this is where you're going to always be talking to your accountant. Um, I'm a big fan of paying the least amount of taxes possible and legal. And that means we're going to find legal ways to reduce taxes. Um, there is the, the old saying, you know, we don't want to get caught for tax evasion. That is illegally avoiding taxes. We want to be very conscious of tax avoidance, which is finding all of the legal loopholes. And again, this is a space I would tell you with absolute certainty, hand on my heart, do not attempt to do anything tax related yourself. Hire an accounting professional or a legal professional who specializes in taxes. Um, again, if you're in a small community and you have a small business, you're probably limited in what you can do to legally reduce your taxes. Um, but if you're a global entity and you're growing, there are some very attractive, lucrative legal ways to reduce taxes. So those are my big levers, if you will, in terms of profit. And the big difference, like I said, between profit and cash flow is usually timing. You know, some things, for example, we might sell a product to a customer on credit. We're going to have revenue from that customer today. We won't receive the cash until they pay their invoice. On the other side, we might buy inventory for our warehouse. We buy that on credit. We today have that, um, we've added that inventory to our balance sheet but we don't lose the cash until we pay the invoice maybe a month from now. The other big thing is investing and lending. Um, again, those functions, you know, borrowing and lending cash, investing cash, those don't increase your profit right today. You know, obviously you're investing for a reason. You hope to have a profit. 
um, but they don't impact your profit. They impact your cash flow. So I want people to understand profit because if your business isn't profitable, it's really hard to have good cash flow. And I'm going to say it on the other hand, even if your business is profitable, if you're not managing cash flow, it's almost impossible to thrive. So we take a balanced approach. We focus on cash flow first, but a key assumption in that cash flow is over time, overall, the business has to be profitable. Because even if we can manage to somehow positively cash flow an unprofitable business, at some point we're burning both ends of the rope and we're going to burn our hands. Now, if we have a profitable business and we manage cash flow, that's where the magic happens. So in my world, we start with cash flow. We get the cash flow actively managed. Then we start to look at the profitability. I just wanted to talk about profitability today so that the accounting experts out there will say, well, Jeff, you didn't talk about profitability. Yes, I did. Episode two. So thank you for your time and attention. And I welcome comments and questions down below. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and we invite you to either click the link below or scan the QR code to register and listen to other episodes of our podcast. Or if you think your business or you would be a great guest to be on our show, we're always looking for experts in one of the nine elements of holistic wellness. We'd love to have you. You can either click the link below or you can scan the QR code and complete our speaker intake form. Thank you and to your wellness.